Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or impoverish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Vince Coakley, normally heard at this time, will return, but on this Monday. It is my great honor to be in for Vince. It's recovering United States Congressman J.D. Hayworth. High Point native, proud NC State alum, and to complete this Carolina's combo cast, former sports anchor at Channel 4 Greenville. Yeah, it was a while back, more years than I would care to count. In fact, speaking of years passing, one of the other advantages of being behind the mic is I can, I can give shout-outs to birthday folks in my family. And yesterday... My dear Aunt Sue, up in Salisbury, turned 91. Happy birthday, Aunt Sue, from Popeye. It was a thing when I was a kid. She was olive oil, I was Popeye, and that's back when I thought cartoons were real. Uh, and on the, the flip side of chronology, my nephew, the doctor. Trey Hoover yesterday became constitutionally eligible to be President of the United States. He turned 35, which is how long I, <laughs> I've been out in the desert, uh, living in Arizona, but so happy to be here behind the microphone on WBT and in the upstate of South Carolina, WORD. Some things don't change. The Ingalls Market Talk Line, 1-800-928-1110. Call is toll-free from any place. And I mentioned the presidency uh, later in the program, the two faces of Trump. How can a guy uh, do something, well, in this case, not enraging, just kind of mystifying, and then come forth with a policy pronouncement that is so cogent? That's coming later. Plus, Elon Musk... Going to uh, his, he used to call himself the head twit. Well, a, a twit-like move, what was it yesterday, saying, hey, okay, we'll take a poll if you don't want me to stay as CEO. Hey, how many, uh, Elon, there are still bots out there, and there are still lefties. That, that was the whole idea behind Twitter. Was this Elon Musk's way to try and take a powder gracefully? We can talk about that later, too. But but one thing about this program is it is a point where we offer perspective on the news. Yes, at times there is breaking news to which we must react instantly. But this morning, I, I just got to go back to something that happened last week. And when I received the call that I was going to be in for my pal Vince... Concurrently with that, Kurt Schleister over at townhall.com wrote the column. I'll just read the headline. I think that's enough invective. Just how stupid are Senator Tom Tillis and the rest of the Republican establishment? 
Oh man, and Kurt unloaded. Now, now the good news is, as they would say legally, it is a moot point. Apparently, this nutty amnesty idea has gone down in flames. But there was Tom Tillis, teamed up with uh, Washington's latest it girl, Kirsten Cinema, from Arizona, ironically, who just went out. A, what was a week ago Friday and breathlessly said I, I'm not a I'm not a Democrat anymore I'm an independent yeah like pushing amnesty is not the greatest thing in the world for the Democrat Party so anyway Tillis and cinema teamed up and I just think for future reference you need to listen to some of the hoo-ha that Tom was putting out on the Fox News Channel here he is on America's Newsroom with uh, the ex-Bush press secretary, Dana Perino, and my old intern at Channel 5 Cincinnati, Bill Himmer. And one thing about it, old Tom, he was trying to sell natural gas as perfume. I mean, the, the stuff that's generated by cattle and humans. Take a listen to cut one. We want to seal the border. We want to prevent two million crossings every year and with Title 42 going away, potentially many, many more than that. You want to seal the border. Memo to Tom. You got to enforce current law. See, Tom, that's the whole problem. We're not enforcing current law. Now, something Senator Tillis mentioned that is true. Title 41 is about to go in the shredder you have seen the the teeming mass of humanity uh, in el paso texas you have seen it well no they, they they alternate spots where they show this and so el paso is a larger media market so they're there as opposed to my bride's adopted hometown of yuma arizona but all the illegals are lined up ready to come in and so, you see, Tom and Kirsten did this because they're looking for a, quote, practical solution. Uh, again, flipping over the cards, the practical solution is enforcing the law. Let me give you another take on Tom Tillis. Remember how I've told you what the poll-tested phrase is for the biggest open borders pimp to the toughest, toughest border hawk? What is it? We must secure the border. And sure enough... Uh, I won't use the metaphor I was going to use. Sure enough, uh, like a boomerang and or malaria, Tom Tillis returns to that poll-tested phrase, cut to. We want to secure the border, and we want to make sure that the crisis at the border that the president has to understand exists has to be solved. <laughs> really nice, Tom, and, and way to incorporate a phrase, we must secure the border. As I've shared with you, 90-plus percent of Americans say, yeah, it sounds pretty good. But again, here's the difficulty. you gotta, you got to get the president to realize there's a crisis. Heck, the president doesn't even remember what he had for breakfast. That's why he's there. 
they got they're pulling his strings and he's yeah border open that's a great thing and again this is really nothing new it's just become more and more blatant a shout out to columnist selwyn duke years ago he stated the obvious in a memorable fashion this is all about the left securing its political future from now till the end, which uh, may be sooner than we realize. In most political operations, it's called getting out the vote. But with this crowd right now, it's bringing in a whole new vote. That's what this whole amnesty thing is about. And there is a fundamental flaw at work here. When one side has no interest in solving the problem for Americans, when one side is bound and determined to have the invasion continue, this is what you get. But hey, it's not just me. Tillis's Senate colleague sound off. We'll have that next. It's JD for Vince. Please stay tuned. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twenty minutes past ten Eastern Standard Time. Recovering Congressman J.D. Hayworth in for Vince. On the eponymously named Vince Coakley radio program, number to call toll-free from any place, 1-800-928-1110. Now, I started off with uh, a, a new model. Well, you know I'd have to get into this sooner or later. Uh, I was trying to figure out the whole deal with Tom Tillis and Amnesty. And I understand he's kind of caught in a time warp. The uh, George W. Bush comprehensive immigration reform, the Karl Rove, the Chamber of Commerce cabal, and then a, a, a need to be noticed. you you got to become uh, the new Lindsey Graham. Remember Lindsey? If you don't believe in amnesty, you're, uh, uh, you're a racist. And, and, of course, he changed his tune when he figured out that people didn't agree with that. At least that's what he says. I, if it ever came to a vote, it'd be problems. But hey, I don't think it's... They may try to sneak this through yet. Remember, your home and property is not safe as long as they're in session. Especially over there in the Senate. Now, it is worth noting that there's another Tom in the United States Senate. Another Republican who uh, is not fallen for this amnesty hoo-ha. That would be Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, who, when he offers his objections, uh, he would never say it this way, given the comity of the Senate. That's comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y, not comedy. But basically, Tom Cotton is saying to Tom Tillis, are you out your cotton-picking mind? This is cut three. 
You hear a lot of talk about so-called dreamers and how we need to give them some kind of legal status. Well, right now, Joe Biden is creating hundreds of thousands of more so-called dreamers every month. What we have to do is secure our border, prevent this historic flood of illegal aliens coming to our country before we address any other issues in our immigration system. Yeah, bingo. See, if you don't, if you don't patch the boat... If you keep the big hole, the big wide open border, if you add to your problems, to torture the metaphor a bit more, with this Title 42 biting the bag, uh, well, guess what? You just you put another big hole in the boat. Oh, we're going to bail some more out by just uh, saying these folks, uh, they can come on in. But I tell you, Tillis is trying every trick. He was last week. Now, maybe he's seen the air of his ways. It'll be interesting to see what he has to say about it. Uh, Tillis, last week on Fox News, he, he repeats that other whopper. That these so-called dreamers, that these folks who came here under a legal age, well, they're they're just really better people than than you American citizens are. Listen to cut four. These are people that came to this country as minors who are now doctors, scientists, teachers, hundreds serving in the military. And I think the American people understand this is very different than this concept of amnesty. This is going to give them a path and it's not automatic. Well, wait, wait a minute, Tom. You say that. But again, the fundamental problem is, with the crowd in charge, they, you've already seen ample demonstrations that they don't give a tinker's darn. There's a family show. They don't give a tinker's darn about following the law, especially not on this topic. So you put something in place. Here's the deal. Uh, dreamers carve out dreamers amnesty it'll be a nightmare to enforce because the crowd in charge is not going to enforce it that's just the bottom line it, it ain't gonna happen oh but get ready it, it started with uh, the new press secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre Jean is that her name uh, Starting in the press briefing on Friday, it's that this president is working hard for a solution. Yeah, yeah. How, you know how this crowd defines the solution? Bringing in all the illegals and making them voters. Yeah, they're working hard on a solution. And the blame they're putting back on Trump and the Republicans and their willing foot soldiers at the alphabet networks and the big newspapers are happy to repeat that lie in the echo chamber. If, if you need evidence, listen to what I'm going to play for you now. This is from, uh, I believe ABC's This Week yesterday, Martha Raddatz, <laughs> the ABC uh, anchor. ABC now stands for Always Biden Cheerleading. She's talking to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. El Paso has declared a state of emergency. Abbott, he's been somewhat reluctant, but he's really amping up what the Texas Rangers and state law enforcement and the Texas Guard can do on the border. But to hear the way Martha Raddatz says it, if you mention the problem, well, it's on you, not our lovable Joe Biden. Take a listen to Cut 5. You talk about 
the border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, our former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it is an open border and smugglers use all those kinds of statements. It was it was known for the time that Joe Biden got elected that Joe Biden supported open borders. Uh, it is known uh, by the cartels who have sophisticated information whether or not the Biden administration is going to enforce the immigration laws or not. And yeah, it ain't even sophisticated intelligence gathering by the uh, cartels. Every time any president makes a pronouncement, I remember one day, gosh, this is almost two decades ago, back when MSNBC would actually have some conservatives on, before it came to represent makeup stuff and never believe conservatives, I was coming on after George W. was doing one of his press conferences on comprehension, immigration reform. And I pointed out that, in essence, every time the president went to defend, he's just, these folks trying to find a better way of life. Every time he was doing that, he was putting a y'all come sign out there. But to the point about blaming the GOP instead of Biden now that he's in the White House, do you remember what Martha Raddatz is asking you to do is forget what you've seen with what she would call your own lion eyes. Remember the, when, when this invasion really picked up as soon as Biden got in the White House? What kind of T-shirts had they handed to these so-called dreamers? Had T-shirts with a Biden logo on there. And some slogan, I'm sorry, I only took four semesters of Spanish, but, uh, you know, it was some sort of slogan, to, hey, let me in. A country that does not enforce its borders will not long remain a country. Ronald Reagan said that years ago, and it's coming true now. But hey, we can see why Tom Tillis went that way. If the Washington Post opines in favor of amnesty, if Martha Raddatz gets on the other Republicans, well, Tom again gets to be this year's uh, Lindsey Graham of about a decade ago or a decade and a half ago. Coming back, the two faces of Trump, it's J.D. for Vince. The Vince Coakley program continues, but uh, Vinceless today. <laughs> Recovering Congressman, proud High Point native, NC State alum, and former Channel 4 Greenville sports anchor J.D. Hayworth in for Brother Vince. Number to call 1-800-928-1110. Now, just a word of gentle instruction. If this is your first time listening, it, it, it's important to which station you listen uh, to this Carolina's Combo Cast. Uh, because... In uh, an hour and, I guess about an hour and five minutes, a little more than that, there will be broad broadcast of bifurcation. If you're listening to WBT Charlotte at a quarter till noon, you'll get Bill Riley news and comment. If you're listening on the uh, in the upstate of South Carolina, WORD, well, it'll be you and me till noon as I offer you exclusive upstate content 
and we'll get that done a bit later. Here and now, tell you what's coming up next hour. Oh, uh, next hour, we are going to get into uh, what this deal is with Elon Musk and Twitter and the uh, the request over the weekend, hey, you know, we'll do a poll, and if you don't like the way I'm running Twitter, the implication was Elon would exit as CEO. Now, I, I don't think that changes his ownership, but still, that's a, that's a little shocking. We'll get into that, and also... It's, it's like the old hippie poster, uh, like, suppose they gave a war and nobody showed up. Well, you don't have su to suppose. Suppose the Republicans have a House majority and cannot determine ahead of time who should be the new speaker. We'll talk about that next hour. But as promised, we turn to a topic... The two faces of Trump. Now look, there, they, Trump, Donald John Trump, is basically a savant when it comes to media. The, the story is, if you read his bio, yeah, he ended up at, at Penn, at the Wharton School of Business, but he was taking a long look about going to Southern California to the University of Southern California to study cinema. Motion picture, sure enough, when I was at Newsmax TV and I did that hour-long interview a couple of days after he announced, went up to Trump Tower, and the Donald is telling the Newsmax guys where to set up their cameras. So he looks okay. And, you know, he was right. Okay, you're doing a two-camera shot. Put this one right here so I can... And it worked out well, and I got a nice long interview uh, that I don't know if they still run there at Newsmax.com. They ran it for a long time, which is kind of an interesting time capsule. So you get that, and, you know, the other deal, even as we were doing that interview back in 2016, uh the commercial effect of the Trump Tower, it became like a, a Disneyland for adults. People were filing through, and Trump, even though he's a teetotaler, wanted to do this interview in the bar, down in the lobby, so people would come watch him. And the guy has made a lot of dough, right? He's one of the billionaires, but last week something happened that simply stated, in my opinion, was not a good look. It was Donald Trump as Make Another Dollar Donald announcing NFT trading cards. And here is the first 15 seconds of the video announcement. Cut six. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. That was cringeworthy. If you're looking for a spirited defense of that from wah, you ain't gonna get it. I mean, it was not smart, especially tweeting or uh, on Truth Social or what. Hey, important announcement tomorrow. Well, that was one of the things he did last week. And I think on the same day, here comes Trump, the reformer, 
Trump, the 45th president, Trump, the 2024 candidate who could become the 47th president, and he lays out and articulates the fact that censorship is running rampant in the land, and we cannot let it continue. Listen to cut seven. Then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple, just like dominoes, one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. Now, what maybe we, we just upcut and missed the first part of the statement. Trump said, we don't have free if, speech, there it is. We just don't okay. have a free country. <laughs> well, that's nice. It came under my voice. If we don't have free speech, we don't have a free country. And he's absolutely right about that. And this is the thing that is, you know, for suburban housewives, it was it was Twitter. He's just mean on Twitter. And it set up the whole pretext. For the censorship, forget the deep state. Let's, let's coin a new phrase today. The silencing state. The censorious state. It set up the whole framework for high tech to go after Donald John Trump as the sitting president of the United States. Now, you can be a guy who hates Trump's guts. But here's the problem. They may come after a president you detest, but one day the shoe's going to be on the other foot unless you undertake genuine reforms. The, the classic liberals are few and far between because they've sold out to, to a crowd that, that is embracing, well, what Jonah Goldberg, and a notable Trump hater, wrote about years ago, liberal fascism. I don't call them liberals. The left deciding to move in lockstep to try to roll over political opponents. One lefty, one registered Democrat, who's a law professor, is wise to it. We will hear from him when we come back. It's J.D. for Vince. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple, just like dominoes, one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. Donald John Trump, 45th President of the United States, a candidate to become the 47th President of the United States. Uh, you know, the thing is, what now, now the cynics will say, oh yeah, Trump is doing that as a make good. Because he got mad the other week at Truth and he put out some statement about, we got to get past this, even if it's in the Constitution, about some of the um, 
the abridgments that he's faced. So uh, I want you to think about, I'm interested in your thoughts on what in essence becomes the, um, the, the, the dilemma of Donald Trump, the two faces of Trump. Bad Donald and good Donald. And is there, there a way to reckon which Trump, should he return to Washington, would end up in that gig? Now, one other thing I should point out, and that is uh, that when, when we're dealing with this today, remember the news, the January 6th committee, which, by the way, the New York Times said was great television viewing today. Uh, no need to hold your breath. Of course, they're going to make a criminal referral to the Justice Department going after who? Donald Trump. Is it really based on factual and legal stuff? No, it's political. Your thoughts on that? Tell you what, uh, I understand Joe has given us a call at 1-800-928-1110. Joe, you've got a way to analyze arguments for us. Do you not? I think possibly I do. At least I think... Uh it has makes a lot of sense to me for a whole lot of situations that we've dealt with in the recent past. Uh-huh. For some well, reason, us. and I think I understand that reason, our whole electoral apparatus has been geared toward the money. You know, a politician, if he doesn't have the money, he's dead in the water. He doesn't have all you know, the contributions and for the advertisements and so forth, he's just pretty much dead in the water. You know, that's just, it's just like silencing him for the most part. And um, anyway, so what I've kind of deduced out of that is there seems to be three sides to every political situation uh -huh. for the politicians. There's the right side, there's the wrong side, then there's the money side. And I define the money side as the side where basically the politician makes the most money for himself or his campaign or whatever. And I think for a lot of politicians, if not most politicians, that's the way they think. But you're the man who would know better than I would. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Joe. In, in my case, and uh, it, 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 just a matter of fact, I mean, I actually was attacked by the newspaper out in Arizona, the Arizona Repugnant, because I didn't have all these different investments. Uh -huh. And I called him, I said, now just imagine, if, if I had all these investments, you would accuse me, since I serve on the Ways and Means Committee and deal with the tax code, you would accuse me of making decisions based on the stock I held. Right. So, you know, it's, it's not always that way. And there are, here, here's the way I would offer a friendly amendment, Joe. Okay. Uh, there's uh, the wrong side, there's the right side, there's money on both sides. And if anybody's taken money in exchange for decision making, that's called quid pro quo, and you end up in the slammer. Or you're supposed to. Now, maybe it's going to change under this Justice Department, given what's all the stuff going on with the Biden family. Uh, but I hear you, and I understand the cynicism. And uh, there there are... Uh, now, it doesn't apply to yeah. every politician. No, no, it's not everybody, yeah. But there are people who do... Yeah. 
Yeah, there are there are people who would who are succumb, whether it's uh, the notion of jobs for relatives or something else. They they succumb to this kind of uh, this wheel of corruption that you're talking about. But you've given us something to think about, and I, I want to thank you for it. Let me ponder that a little more, and I'll try to have a good answer. I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I would also say it's not always financial. Thanks, thanks for the call, Joe, and for your point of view. It's not always financial. Sometimes it's just the deal where uh, people get beat up. Public derision. May not be a cost involved in that except psychological. So you get guys uh, like Tom Tillis for amnesty, uh, like Lindsey Graham for amnesty. And maybe I'm going light on them saying it's just the psychology of, of getting beaten up. Now, of course, uh, Lindsey got beat up the other way and says he's learned his lesson. So we'll, we'll take that. I want to get back to Trump on free speech, specifically uh here is a Democrat, a law professor at George Washington University, Jonathan Turley. How about this? He blames members of his own party for the erosion of the First Amendment. Listen to cut nine. Uh, Congress has shown a steadfast refusal to dig into uh, the censorship allegations. Many of us have been writing about this for years. The Democratic members have refused to pursue this. And in fact, Democratic members have pushed social media companies to expand censorship. Well, yes, they have. Because all of Silicon Valley, or 99.99% of it, is on the left's side. That's problematic. Wouldn't you agree? Hour two is ahead. More on this issue and the incoming Republican Congress. It's J.D. for Vince. Stay tuned. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour two of the Vince Coakley Program. Special guest host and legend in his own mind, J.D. Hayworth behind the mic. 1-800-928-1110. Toll free from any place. The way you can call in and uh, let your point of view be heard. Uh... If you were with me first hour, you heard me talk about the Tom Tillis Kirsten Cinema amnesty bill that reporters on the Hill claim is dead. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons old Tom, T H O M, the H stands for, have you written a check to my campaign? Uh, Tom uh, wants this. He said, look, we got something in here that's going to keep Title 42 in place. Eh, not so much. First of all, you have an administration that isn't really interested in stopping the invasion. 
Uh, now, it is true, the third branch of government, the United States Supreme Court could step in and uh, say, nope, this needs to be in place, public health, uh, national security, whatever. I wouldn't hold my breath for that. In my opinion, there are only two true conservatives on the court, even though there's supposedly a five to four majority. The two uh, solid conservatives are two associate justices, Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas. Uh, the rest of the so-called conservatives, well, they're swangers, and I'm not talking about their domestic lifestyles. They just kind of swing around to a lot of Washington establishment ideas. I raise that because later this hour, oh, in fact, I'll just go ahead and mention it right now. There I was greeted with the news that my native state Supreme Court the North Carolina Supreme Court blocks voter ID law over, quote, discriminatory intent. Now, you can go bury your head in the opinion, but let me tell you what's really happening here. It happened once before with a redistricting plan. And, the, uh, and, and these folks on the court, the four or three, the Democrats, and a couple of them are cycling off, uh, quote, we hold that the sequence of events leading up to Senate Bill 824's passage supports the determination that SB 824 was enacted with the discriminatory intent to target African-American voters. Oh, okay, so uh, closed circuit, well, not so much closed circuit, to Madam Justice Earls. Why don't you go ahead here? I support your, your free speech, Madam Justice. Why don't you go on outside and put up a psychic reading sign, palm reader, psychic reader sign on your front doorstep. Heck, go ahead and put it in front of the state Supreme Court because what you're telling us is that you're a mind reader. Really, what this determination is is uh, it's insulting, in my opinion, to minority voters claiming that, that they don't have the ability to validate who they are. That flies in the face of what I see at the grocery store when people come in and cash checks, especially what I see at airports when we're going to get on planes. And irony of ironies, let's bring it right home to Charlotte and the Democrat National Convention Back in 2012, that Obama re-coronation. The same folks on the floor that said ID was discriminatory insisted if you were from the press or to have credentials, you had to have three forms of ID. So, so this has happened, and of course there's old Roy down there in Raleigh. Uh, I got small hands and I'm going to veto anything. Well, the court is not immune, the, the state Supreme Court is not immune from public opinion in North Carolina. Since it is voter-driven, there is a change coming there. Now, to another topic I mentioned last hour that I would talk about this hour, the change coming to Capitol Hill. 
for those who may be politically uninitiated or just uh, kind of listening to the uh, the sound and the fury. Politics, I think some people say, okay, so one side says dots, so the other side says stripes. No, 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 no. At times it may seem that way, but it's really not that way. And I would imagine someone who's hard at work or taking care of the kids, they they see these committee hearings on Capitol Hill and they go, well, there they are trying to pick another political fight. Should I point this out? It ain't necessarily so. And let me explain why. Article 1 of the Constitution deals with the legislative branch, one of the constitutionally articulated roles of the House and Senate to conduct oversight of the other two branches of government. Now, it may depend on whose ox is being gored, or if you're a Democrat, whose owl is being gored, a.k.a. Prince Prissy, remember him? 2000 Democrat nominee, former vice president, making a men off global warming. So it may be whose ox is being gored, whose owl is being gored. Yes, that is correct. As, as we were coming into this hour, as we were saying goodbye in the first hour, I was talking about, oh yeah, the, the J6 hearing. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna recommend criminal action against Donald Trump. My opinion is the reason they're doing that is solely political. But what about structural defects? What about the censorious nature, the rise of the silencing, censoring state? Republicans get the gavel, and it's not always, quote, to get people. Sometimes it's to say, Hold on here, America, we've got a problem. Mike Turner, Republican of Ohio, former mayor of Dayton, Ohio, regarded as a pragmatist. Okay, he's a member of the Mod Squad, but a pretty good guy. And by that, I mean he's more of a moderate Republican. He, uh, yesterday, on the Fox News channel, offered a shout-out to Elon Musk for opening up the Twitter files, revealing the extent of the FBI's censorship actions, and in saying what his committee will do. This is Cut 10. And why we pursue the intelligent community to try to hold them accountable. While we're doing that, Elon Musk is showing what's happening on the other side with the willing partners, the mainstream media, social media, and really exposing the, the coordination that was occurring between the FBI and them. Now, it is my understanding from our contacts that we've had with the FBI that there are secret files that the FBI has of these contacts that they were having with social media uh, and with mainstream media. And it has been our objective to get a hold of those files, to see the extent of this so we can stop it, uh, we can cut off the funding and prevent, obviously, you know, average Americans being impacted by FBI actions. Bingo! That should be a victory for all Americans. The FBI is going to fight it. J.D. for Vince, back in a GIF.
J.D. for Vince on this Monday, the eponymously named Vince Coakley radio program uh, with the friendly amendment and the special guest host, the aforementioned J.D., number to call 1-800-928-1110, toll free from any place. Been thinking about the call we took from Joe last hour. Said there are three sides to every story, uh, the right side, the wrong side, and the money side. And I was just thinking of exceptions to that. For example, the news that Elon Musk just conducted a poll. Should I should I stay or should I go as the Twitter boss? And I think there's still a lot of Twitter bots and a whole lot of lefties. They said, go! Now, what was at work there? Was it the... You know, the the rich are different from you and me. One reason they are, the amount of obsequiousness they receive from employees and social contacts. Let's face it, Scripture tells us we should treat everybody equally. But the fact is, uh, rich guys, whether socially or, dare I say, politically, attitudinally they they can kind of roll you so here's my simple take on it number one elon musk knows he is a target and for that reason he might have been looking for a way out we'll see how this thing plays out but the other thing is the the notion that well surely people like me everybody i run into that i talk to and they agree with my ideas they listen to what i have to say they, they don't want to get rid of me the pre-planned notion that the public will be obsequious. Just a thought. In another election coming up, in the House of Representatives, and, and uh, one of my favorite members of the House, Ralph, really, I tell you what, Metro line of the Charlotte Rock Hill area is blessed because on one side you got guts up Dan Bishop, representing North Carolina, the 9th District, on the other side of the state line, there's Ralph Norman. Ralph says, no how, no way, no time is he going to vote for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. Five guys are holding out, including a guy out in Arizona that has part of my old district, Andy Biggs, who has been named as uh, really the guy, well, he opposed Kevin in the Republican conference in what Kevin calls the primary for Speaker. But before you think this is just some simple stunt, you need to understand that there are reasons behind it. The five who have concerns, and okay, Matt Gates has kind of made it personal between he and Kevin, the gentleman from Florida, taking exception to the guy from California. But Matt Rosendale, a Republican of Montana, Explained the other morning on Fox and Friends why he opposes Kevin McCarthy becoming the speaker. Take a listen to Cut 11. Right now, there's a system in place, Will, that allows the speaker and nine members of the Rules Committee to make all decisions about legislation, and everyone else is forced to just vote yes or no on it. Right. Now, we requested to have single subject legislation, we requested for what they call an open rule process which would allow every single member of Congress to be able to propose amendments on the floor as long as they were germane to that uh, legislation. And basically, it was going to help us to eliminate 2,000-page bills that no one was able to read, that were trillions of dollars worth of spending. And yes, 
the motion to vacate would not must be a part of that. Now, let me explain that last thing that's mentioned, because at times I understand legislative language, procedural language, you kind of tune out and go, well, that's just an arcane reference. No, no. Motion to vacate, short for motion to vacate the chair. That rule was in place in the House, even during the 40 years of Democrat dominance that I helped overturn, along with Lindsey Graham and Richard Burr and the, la- the rest of the class of 1994, when we got elected to the first Republican majority in 40 years. Even during those years of Democrat dominance, part of the House rules, a motion to vacate the chair. It was part of the rules for 200 years. Nancy Pelosi got rid of it. And people, oh, what a strong speaker. Yeah, okay. And look, the press goes, okay, this is a strong, independent, uh, pro-abortion woman. Uh, Oh, she may talk like Aunt Clara from Bewitched, but she's tough. And you get into all that kind of attendant hoo-ha. The fact is, you have to restore the motion to vacate the chair. Disraeli, when he was prime minister in the British Parliament, put it this way. I must follow the people. After all, am I not their leader? And in this way, the speaker is accountable to the people who made him speaker. You get rid of the motion to vacate. The members have no way to say, Madam Speaker, Mr. Speaker, we disagree with you. Here is a motion to vacate the chair. Now, Kevin McCarthy's saying, well, that, that crazy guy from my state, you know, who was dating uh, Fang Fang, uh, the little guy from the Bay Area, he can come down every day and file the, the, the motion to, uh, to vacate the chair. I think there's some reforms that can be made. I'll tell you what, if I were Kevin, if I were in this situation as Speaker, I would call in these five guys, I would have a press conference, and I would say, guess what, we're restoring the motion to vacate the chair. And what's more, all five of these guys, I might take a couple of the more senior guys and and make them, quote, assistant speakers. It's an honorific, but it would be a situation where I, I make them the speaker's leadership task force. They will always have an open door. It's emblematic of the way I'm going to treat the entire Republican conference. Now, Kevin, the news comes this morning that he's trying to get tough with these guys. And yes, all of Washington is roasting them, not toasting them. What are you doing? You're standing in the way. Well, not all of Washington. A lot of the GOP establishment is all on their backs. But really... This is a test of leadership, not for the five, but for Kevin McCarthy. Call him in, Kevin. Restore the motion to vacate the chair. Put it back in. It's been part of the House for 200 years. And it shows that a leader can be accountable. It would also show, Kevin, that you're not like your fellow Californian, Nancy Pelosi. 
Back with a holiday classic. It's JD for Vince. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What a great, simple, memorable tune. Christmas time is here from a Charlie Brown Christmas. And over the next few minutes, you and I are going to revisit a Charlie Brown Christmas. And you and I begin with the acknowledgement that we cannot say we were not warned. A year ago at this very time, as the glad tidings were reported that a Charlie Brown Christmas was airing again on national television for the 56th straight year, there also came a warning that the Peabody award-winning Peanuts special might not be seen for a 57th consecutive Yuletide broadcast on conventional over-the-air TV. Sadly, that has come to pass. But in their beneficence, the fine folks at Apple TV Plus say instead that their platform will provide a free window for streaming video viewing of the show from December 22nd right on through Christmas Day. Of course, that free stream of video won't mean much to the technically and economically challenged among us and you're saying, wait a minute, J.D., they're going to give it to you free. But if you don't have Internet, it doesn't help you out, does it? But hey, hey, it's the thought that counts, right? Now, as you're hearing this news, your initial reaction to this Apple TV Plus corporate decision could very well be, hmm, where have I heard this before? stop think remember you first heard this notion when you were old enough to understand the plot of a charlie brown christmas our forlorn hero is even more forlorn as christmas day approaches charlie brown bemoans the commercialization of the christmas season but thankfully there's good news in the good news more on that in a moment. First, a word not from, but for Apple. Sure, corporate execs made a business decision. After spending big bucks for exclusive rights to the Peanuts gallery of TV specials, those rights are not exclusive if you share freely of the one special that's most special in a way that ensures the widest possible distribution. But maybe, just maybe, you should listen to the question asked by the star of the show. You remember, 
Charlie Brown shouts it out in exasperation in a volume that can be heard even in a soundproof executive suite. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Linus answers him quietly, effectively, and movingly from the Gospel according to Luke. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Linus then concludes, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Yes, that's what Christmas is all about, Apple executives. That's what Christmas is all about, dear listener. Our Creator loved us enough to send His most beloved creation out of the splendor of eternity and into the squalor of a sinful world to give us the gift of eternal life if we accept it. Peanuts creator Charles Schultz accepted that gift and chose to share it with others. That's why he insisted that the passage from Luke be included in a Charlie Brown Christmas. But other members of his creative team were skeptical, even way back in 1965. You can't put the Bible on television, one told him. If we don't do it, who will? Charles Schulz responded. The passage from Luke remains, even if the annual nationwide telecast has now ended in the technological fashion to which we've grown so accustomed. The same Bible that motivated and inspired and the word that saved Charles Schultz also warns us of the tackiness, trendiness, and yes, sinfulness of this temporal world. Of course, Charles Schultz was called from this temporal existence into eternal rest more than two decades ago. The Bible in which he believed also said of the Savior in whom Schultz believed that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that his gift of salvation is available to all. And after hearing that, you can't say you haven't been invited. The flickering light of television is but a poor imitation of what John talks about in his gospel. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's J.D. for Vince. Stay tuned. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.